Welcome to the podcast for people turning the great American RV adventure into stressless camping. We're glad you joined our weekly adventure. Now let's gather around the campfire with our hosts, Peggy and Tony Barthel. Hello, everybody. Welcome Welcome back to the campfire. We're so happy that you're back here with us. Or if you're here for the first time, absolutely sit down and grab a beverage and, and relax. We are just so pleased to have you at our virtual campfire here on the internet. We are indeed. Today, we are coming to you from our very first FMCA rally. That's right. And you might say, what is an FMCA rally? Well, let's break it down. Okay. (laughs) And this is going to be one of the reasons you want to subscribe to the Stressless Camping Podcast, because in a couple of weeks, we're going to have people from the FMCA here to explain a little more and what the FMCA is. But as you were saying, the FMCA is the Family Motor Coach Association, and it is a group, national group that has many, many members and started out open to just motor coaches like motor homes and recently opened up to even us. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know what they were getting those, themselves yeah, right. into. <laughs> those, those of us who have travel trailers and fifth wheels, the FMCA is now open to all RVs, I believe. Right. So we joined the, the FMCA in January and we are in our first rally and we're super excited to be here. And not only is it our first rally, but it's Oktoberfest themed. Yeah, that's why we came. That's honestly. why we came all the way here. <laughs> so I I love Oktoberfest, and that's uh, we saw that and we're like, oh my gosh, we have to go. So we're in Southern California. We are actually in the town of Hemet at an RV park. We've spent a few days here in Southern California visiting friends and family, getting some work done at Leisure Coach Works. That's right. Who we spoke with John. A while back, a while ago. we'll put a link to that episode from Leisure Coach Works, and boy, they they are just really good at what they do. I'm very impressed. Yes, so. absolutely. So today we are here for the rally and very excited. And also coming up this weekend is the California RV Show in Fontana, California. Yep, it's a new location, and if you're uh, listening to this, we are having a gathering Saturday morning at 10 a.m. at the Rockwood booth. We are big enthusiasts of Rockwood and Flagstaff, their sister brand travel trailers. Yep. And uh, so they've asked us to come and, and hang out for an hour. So 10 to 11 a.m. on Saturday morning at the California RV show. We'll be there. We'll be there. And there's free parking. Yeah, yeah, that's a new <laughs> One thing. of the advantages of moving to Fontana, I guess, was that they had enough room and uh, they were able to offer free parking to people who come to the show. Yeah, so we'll have pictures. If you're not able to make it, we'll have pictures and such on our Instagram and Facebook We'll page make you jealous. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. We meet some cool people. We are. So we've got a, a action-packed weekend set up for ourselves, Oktoberfest and the RV show. But first, we wanted to just get uh get here and talk to you a little bit and give you some information yeah that we hope that you will enjoy yeah on a we are starting on a really chipper happy note but this episode is about safety and security and it's an important thing for those traveling alone or those traveling in groups or whatever it is safety and security is a is a big issue and what prompted this is we spoke with 
a young lady who's who will be on the podcast in just a few moments here about something that happened to her. And it's a fair warning for all of us. It made me really think, too. Uh, so it, stay, stay here with us. And uh, it's not, like I say, not super happy and chipper, but the outcome was good, and it turned out to be a great lesson. And before we go to her, I wanted to... What happened is she did lose a lot of precious information she due did. to an incident. And I have written an article about how to back up your digital world. It's called the three-to-one backup. And basically, you want to have three copies of all of your data in at least two places so that you'll end up with one copy. And the way that works is, let's say, for example, you are like we are. We're on the road right now. So we have... Uh, entire copy of all of our photos and all of our data, and we have chosen Apple's iCloud service, but Google has a service, Dropbox has a service. They all have some way of backing your digital world up. Right. So you want a copy of your stuff in a place where if your RV gets stolen or burns or if you have a sticks and bricks and it happens to burn down because uh, we live in the wine country in Northern California when we're not traveling and we have been evacuated a few times. Fires are a real issue up there. And we know a lot of people who have lost all their photos, all their memories, all of that because they had one backup copy of their data right. sitting there next to their computer. And when the house burned down, that's so not the backup. first thing that you take out of the house. No. So the other thing about having this automatic backup is you want it to be fully automatic. You don't want to have to think, oh, today is backup day. Right. You want it to be completely automatic so you don't think about it. So have your data in some way that automatically backs up. Um, we have, as I mentioned, our our critical stuff and photos are on iCloud, and there are other competing services that are just as good, maybe some better. But I have a utility on our Macs. We happen to choose the Apple platform that every day, twice a day, it looks at all our data and makes an, a backup of it on iCloud as well as on a network file server and on a hard drive next to the computer. So if a hard drive fails... It's literally no time to get that data back. I don't have to wait to download it, none of that. It's on the hard drive next to the computer. Now, Francis Ford Coppola had a copy of a script he had written, actually several, and thieves broke into his house and stole his computer and the hard drive sitting right next to it. Yikes. Yeah, he lost several scripts from what I've been told. Hmm. So it's always good to have multiple backups so you want one off-site you want a second one there wherever you are because let's say the hard drive in your computer fails or let's say you drop your phone in the toilet because you know our, our photos are there so have all of your data backed up in a place where you can immediately get it but also where it is secure should something really bad happen. Right. Three to one backup. I will put a link to that article in our show notes, which are on stresslesscamping.com. And you know what's stressless, sweetie? What's that, honey? 
<laughs> I was talking to that person in the third row, but anyway. Oh, sorry, sweetie. <laughs> Boondocking. And you know what is stressless? Uh, knowing where you're going to stop at night. That's for sure. <laughs> and some of the cool places that we really enjoy are part of the Harvest Host Network. Right. And they have got great places to yes, stop. Yes, they do. Uh, we found some new ones, you know, because we are traveling and we love boondocking we found some new places to stay along this trip we did uh we found a place named after peggy sue that's right her <laughs> name is peggy sue peggy sue's diner yeah that's a, a place host. and there's a brewery and we we just are finding some really cool places to stay yep. and so if you would like to participate in harvest hosts we have a discount code. We do. And it's right there on our website, on our partners page. Uh, we like to thank all of you who have been buying your membership through us and saving some money. We've had quite a few people who have signed up for Harvest Host. So now we'll see you out there on the road. At yeah, the, maybe we'll run into you one day at a Harvest Host location. Yeah, that would be super cool. Wouldn't that be and, great? Yeah, we have a stressless camping sticker on the back of our travel trailer. So look for that and... Uh, we, we happen to look just like ourselves. I look almost exactly like me. Isn't that funny? It is weird. So anyway, well, now we are going to go back to our main highway, our main course here. And uh, without any further ado, here is an interview we recorded a little earlier with Brianna Leger. We have a guest from the road today, uh, Brianna Leger. And she and her husband travel full-time in an RV. They make their way across this great land. And they have lots of great adventures that they share. But unfortunately, they have one that has become a learning experience. We were traveling on our way from South Louisiana to Phoenix, Arizona. Had some car issues in Dallas, Texas on I-20. So we pulled over. Called a mechanic, tried to get tow trucks out. We were on the road for on the side of the road for eight hours. And some poor woman ran off the road and into the back of our camper. And almost immediately the car caught on fire. It caught the camper on fire and the wind just blew the fire straight up the camper to the truck and everything completely burned oh, to the ground. Man. Now you live full time in your in your trailer, so this is your everything. All your all your worldly stuff basically. Oh, yes. We lost um, heirlooms from our deceased grandparents, a quilt his grandmother had made for him, jewelry from my grandmother's, my wedding dress, his wedding ring. Oh, man, that's that's Gosh. just awful. And so you have some information you'd like to share with people to sort of help them. Absolutely. The only thing that survived out of our camper was a fireproof safe that we had bought. And when we originally bought it, we bought it as just a safe. It just so happened that it was fireproof and waterproof. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody always thinks that's it's never going to happen to me. I don't need to make those preparations. Right. It's never going to happen to me. But it doesn't until it does. We actually just got, like I said, we just got the safe as a safe in case it got stolen or our camper got broken into just to keep important things like our birth certificates our social security cards, our marriage license, just things like that in that safe. And it, like I said, it was the only thing that survived. The, the outside of it was a little bit melted, but 
from what we could see, the part that had melted, it was almost like the safe had like two or three layers of fireproofing. Hmm. Oh, wow. And the brand of that safe was a, it was a Century Safe. We paid $30 for <laughs> it at Academy, and it was a lifesaver. It was worth every single penny. And in fact, that was one of the first things that we bought the day after the accident was wow. a safe to put everything back in. Yeah, it's uh, we have one uh, that we take with us that has important yep. things. And then you also had talked a little bit about data loss. Yes. Well, my husband's computer, his laptop with all of his information from work, you know, just day-to-day lives, everything, that all burned. And in the future, we plan on putting all of our photos, which also I had my camera with my SD cards and my camera bag in the closet that had over 7,000 pictures for my honeymoon that we just went on at the beginning of this year. That was lost as well. Another thing, a suggestion for all of the RVers out there, you know, our digital lives are so critical nowadays. And backing everything up is, it is time consuming, but it's important. For example, we keep all our photos on iCloud because it's wherever Apple stores it. But you can use Google Photos for the same thing. And so when we take a picture with our, we typically use our phones, uh, it gets backed up to the cloud. And so that's another good way of protecting your data is have some cloud-based storage. There's even an article I wrote about data security and data backup, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes for this episode. I guess the lesson here, well, first, the most important thing is you and your husband are, are okay. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's... Yes, we, that's... we were so fortunate to walk away relatively unharmed and even our little doggie she was perfectly oh, that's fine. cool <laughs> she was absolutely terrified and would let me put her down for two hours but she's she's fine back <laughs> to her normal self now oh man that's well that's that's good i guess the other takeaway from this is that you never know what's going to happen in the world and so plan for the worst and and hope for the right. best some things you can't actually plan on you can plan for them but you can't plan on them Exactly. And another thing that we will be doing when we get a new camper is buying a real large fire extinguisher because we use the little tiny one that comes in the camper and we may as well have been trying to spit on the fire because it did absolutely nothing. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. also a good idea. And so Even not for traveling or an accident or something like that, you know, a kitchen fire in the camper, you know, an electrical fire, something that fire extinguisher that comes in those campers is not meant to put out anything more than a little bit of smoke yeah it's sort of a decorative item (laughs) exactly all of our clothes burned all we have was the clothes on our backs so we do plan on keeping an emergency box in the truck when we're towing the camper with an extra suit of clothes and toiletries and things like that so it's something we can grab quick and get out great idea yeah Yeah, like a go bag Exactly. You know, we've we've heard a lot of times a go bag by the door of the camper when you're in the camper sleeping. But if you're awake, you know, if you're in that situation where you need to be in the yeah. truck or or get out of the truck, that's a great idea to have that go bag exactly. almost touching you at all times. <laughs> exactly. Like uh, the only thing that we were able to grab out of the, of the truck before we got out besides the dog was my purse because it was at my feet. Right. I mean, we had no time to grab anything else. Yeah, it's. I mean, sad wow. Sad to say, but RVs burn very, very quickly. 
They do. Abs and hot. Yes. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, it. I don't think people who've who haven't seen it happen realize just how quickly they they just completely go up. So always yes, be absolutely. prepared. And the go bag's a great idea too. And the the fire safe is an outstanding idea. So great, right. great things you've shared today. Yeah, and like I said, we bought it as just a safe. We didn't, I mean, it just so happened that it was fire and waterproof. And right. luckily it was waterproof too because fire has to be put out with water and some of the safes are just yeah. fireproof. They're not fire and waterproof. That's a good point. Right. I never thought of that, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah, water will be just as damaging to all that paperwork as, as fire would. Yeah, exactly. that's for sure. Exactly. Well, Brianna, I, I really appreciate your coming and sharing this important information with our audience. And we wish you and your husband very, very fun, happy, and uh, accident-free travels in the future. And thank for you sure. very much for your time. Oh, thank you. We'll see you on the road. Well, what did you think of that? I think Brianna has the most positive attitude for someone who has had to go through what she's gone through right now. Yeah, and we really wish her the best, of course, in in getting back to normal from this. It's sad to lose your stuff. For sure. Uh, But it's really good not to lose your life. Right. And your dog. Dog on it. We we love dogs. Right, that's right. That too. And then, uh, so... We, after talking with Brianna, we're thinking about safety and security and backing up your stuff. And the first person we think of when we think of that is Jenny Jenny Craven. Yeah, she is so awesome. And so we called her up and uh, we have an interview with her too about safety and security. We do. So without any further ado. Take it away, Jenny. Yep. Welcome to the campfire. We have a guest with us who is a very special person in our lives, but somebody who also has some experience that I think we would like to share with all of you. Uh, We have Ginny Craven, and Ginny is former law enforcement, but more so, Ginny started an organization called Operation Tango Mike, and we'll tell you about that. First, we'll talk about RV safety. RV safety. Welcome, Ginny. Hi. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. It is a real pleasure to have you. Now, we are <laughs> we are talking to you from a state away right now. But the funny thing is, Ginny lives so close to us that we have gone camping with her. And the other day, we were backing our trailer in our house, and we were using walkie-talkies, <laughs> and she happened to have hers turned on, and from her house could hear us over our walkie-talkies. We're kind of embarrassed about that. <laughs> oh, thankfully nothing bad was said. <laughs> no, we, we don't curse when we, as we've said in the past, it doesn't bother us to back the trailer up. The only thing that makes It was an- the goofiness that was well, more but- embarrassing. <laughs> Do you expect anything else from well, us? Well, no, not really. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the only thing that makes me curse is the radio in this trailer. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. So, Ginny has some law enforcement experience, and wonder if you have some tips for campers that they might use to to sort of stay safe and make camping a stressless experience. Well, you know, I think we all need to be vigilant, whether we're camping or shopping or just living our daily lives. And one of the things I thought about is before I leave on a trip, before I even go anywhere, I like to look at a map 
usually on my tablet and kind of see what an alternate route is just in case there's an emergency where I am. And then when I am on the road, this is my old law enforcement background, know where you are all the time. I mean, what if you need to call in an emergency or an accident? You know, know what route you're on and are you southbound? Are you eastbound? Because you're going to get a hold of a dispatcher or communications person and they're your lifeline or somebody else's lifeline. And the more information you can give them, the better. So be cognizant of where you are when you're traveling. I think that's one of the first things. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, and we, we have some friends who had a medical emergency on the road, and they always put the name of the campground, the specific campsite, the city, and the county that they were in on a dry erase board uh, when they got to a campsite. And that actually came in very handy when they experienced a medical emergency. And they could just tell the dispatcher that, well, we're at blah, blah, campground space, such and such. And it it helped get the EMTs there a little faster. So it's not just personal safety, but medical, too. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, when you do arrive where you're going, especially if you're a female alone, I think you know, be aware of your surroundings. I know that sounds like common sense, but sometimes we get so wrapped up in doing what whatever we need to get done as far as chores or getting the, the RV set up. But just kind of survey what's going on around you and who's around you. And for one thing, pay attention to your instincts. So many of us sometimes will feel something's a little off and we just disregard it. Don't do that. Trust your gut, as they would say. Just make sure you look around and see what's going on and who's around. Right. Yeah, and one of the things that I have heard is that there's various laws and various rules about carrying firearms, so we won't even address that here, but uh, bear spray or wasp spray is legal in all 50 states. Yeah, uh, you know, crossing state lines with firearms can, can be a sticky situation, and I can't speak to bear spray. I don't know a lot about that, but I do know that wasp spray will spray quite a distance and any of us that have ever dealt with the overspray of that in your own yard dealing with those critters um, it'll disable you if you get a direct hit in the eye so I'm not advocating this I'm not saying it'll work I'm not saying that it's safe but I wouldn't hesitate to use it if I was in a situation where I needed it to buy myself some time right exactly yeah that's true and uh, and wasp spray won't go through the walls of your trailer uh, unlike a bullet unlike a bullet <laughs> right so right that's and that's a and good then, thing you won't end up injuring fellow campers right just True. if you have right. to do but more so yeah great ideas keep your wits about you look around always be cognizant use your gut instinct those are all great tips for for camping safety yep and um, then um you know, if you are camping with somebody else, use the buddy system. Uh, you, you spoke earlier of walkie-talkies. Um, a lot of times when we camp, we've got the walkie-talkies, and if I head off by myself to the shower or something, it's like, if you don't hear from me in whatever time, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, give me a call, check on me. If I'm not answering, come see what's going on, that kind of thing. Yeah, really good idea. If you are camping alone, a lot of campgrounds use walkie-talkies for their staff that are out cruising around on their, you know, little ATVs or their golf carts. 
just let them know, hey, I'm camping alone. What channel do you guys use? I won't interrupt. I only want to know in case there's an emergency, may I have the channel so that I can contact you? And I would think most campgrounds would be happy to oblige with that. Right. Oh, that's, that's fantastic advice, too. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've heard people talk before, and I think Tony and I even have the conversation. There's, I, I don't, I don't want to call it a wise tale, an urban myth, but... There's this thought out there about if you're a woman alone, get a pair of size 12 work boots and leave them outside your RV. <laughs> I think you're advertising that you're alone. Who wears their work boots to go camping? <laughs> <laughs> right. You need size, size 12 you know, flip-flops. If you're, there you go. If you're at a, you know, a construction area where everybody's there for the job, I would get that. But in general, most people are a little more casual when they're camping. Maybe right. a pair of flip-flops if the weather's appropriate or a pair of men's swim trunks that you can hang on, you know, where you're drying your towels or something. But I think if you're alone and you put work boots out there, you're advertising that you're alone. So I'd be careful with that. That's uh, a great that's, idea. That's yeah. a good tip also. Thank you. It's sad to say, but don't invite someone into your RV. I mean, that's your sanctuary. It should be your safe space. If you're alone and you invite somebody in, now they're in your space and you really don't have a defensible area if something goes wrong. Uh, it's sad to say that, but in this day and age, I think you got to protect yourself. You know, visit with somebody out at the picnic table or in your chairs or around your campfire, but I'd be real careful of getting myself isolated with somebody when I'm alone because it can go bad and then who's going to hear you or know that you need help? Yeah, even if we've, you've built some kind of a rapport with them, that's, you know, might, they might be really good at that to get your trust. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of criminals, uh, when it's proven who they are and what they've done, what do you always hear? Well, he didn't look like a serial killer or he didn't look like a child molester. He well, they don't. They blend neighbor. into society. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they don't wear flashing signs that say I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I know there most percentage of the time, the people you meet are great people and they're out there having a good time, but you have to be your own best advocate and your own best lookout and, and take care of yourself too. Yeah, right. As you said, the huge vast majority of the time, I have never experienced theft at a campground or any sketchy circumstances or any of that, but I know it is a concern for people. And so we wanted to take some time to address it. This is sort of our RV safety and security episode based on uh, another call that we have. And so uh, we really, that's why we wanted to have you on as our guest and, and share some of your really good insight into RV safety. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Oh, we appreciate your taking the time to be here now. We had mentioned earlier Operation Tango Mike, which you started and are the chief advocate of. I, I think our audience needs to know about that, yes, too. Yes, please tell us some more about Operation Tango Mike. Well, that's the passion in my life. Um, in 2003, one of my friends deployed with our local National Guard unit, and I began sending him packages. And I would hear from him that uh, he had a buddy not getting any mail, and could I help him out? And that list just continued to grow. And I started asking other people in the community to help to send supplies and pay for shipping because it became more than I could do alone. 
And that was March of 2003. So here we are, and we've named it Operation Tango Mike. And we had to put a name to it some time ago in order to become a nonprofit. It translates to Operation Thanks Much. And we generally ship about 100 care packages every month to military deployed to combat zones and, and faraway countries. And uh, by this March, we will have our 17th anniversary, and we will have shipped more than 22,000 care packages to our American heroes. Yeah, that is so awesome. And Peggy and I have had the privilege of helping put together some of the packages. And it's uh, we call it a packing party, and we all basically walk around, and Ginny is able to get an incredible volume of just things that feel like home. And they all get packaged up and shipped off to wherever our troops are serving this country. And it, it's pretty amazing. You see the stacks and stacks of packages Ginny sends out every month. And um, we're going to put a link in the show notes because if you would like to donate money or stuff that can be sent overseas, uh, I bet you Ginny wouldn't turn it down. That's right. Or if you know someone that doesn't get any mail or or could really use some care packages, I have sent packages to my brother and my cousin over the last few years. So it's an kind of a very special program to me as well because I know that I have helped family and also helped a lot of other people's family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you can't come to a packing party and do what we do and walk away and not feel really good about what you've done for somebody that's far from home and serving and sacrificing for us. Like, it's You know, people say, why do you do it? Well, it's the least we can do. I think it's incumbent upon all of us to support people that are willing to step up and serve, knowing that they may end up far from their family and for extended periods of time, and yet they still do it. And it's all volunteer military. And, you know, people are still stepping up to this day and wearing our uniform and serving. Uh, our last shipment went to 12 different countries and four ships. Oh, that's so that's cool. That's terrific. <laughs> wow. And um, the donation part, as you mentioned, we would never turn down between the cost of goods to ship and the shipping fees. We run right around $4,000 a month. And that's without overhead. We're all volunteer. Nobody's paid. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. And... As you know, we're at Umqua Bank and Lakeport as our headquarters, and they don't charge us any rent. So the donation goes right to purchasing product and shipping care packages. It's such a great thing. And so I want to thank you for what you do. Um, We had, Peggy had her nephew at a family gathering that we are attending and he was, he's back now and, but he was a recipient of the packages and really had appreciated them. Yep. And, and her brother Aww. was there, and he as well. Yeah. Well, you say nephew, I say cousin. But, yeah, he's he's my cousin's son, so what do you call that kid? Yeah. <laughs> but <JD>. anyway, yeah. <laughs> Hi, JD. <laughs> Hi, JB. <laughs> you call him a hero. He's willing to step up and wear that uniform this and is... serve. And, and I, you know, I know they say, oh, I'm not a hero. But in my book, they are because they know the dangers they may face, and yet they willingly do it. That's right. Me, they're heroes. Yeah, we agree wholeheartedly. Thank you twice, and thank you for your continued support of our troops and for your having been in law enforcement. And we just are very 
privilege to call you our friend and also to have had you as a guest on the Stressless Camping Podcast. We are. And we're also very privileged to get to go camping with Jenny on occasion. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, let's do that again soon. I'm already sure. planning a trip to the coast, so I, I'm looking forward to that. It, uh, we got to get this month's packing party done, but after that, I'm hoping maybe enjoy a little fall weather on the coast. That sounds Absolutely. great. By the way, I... Uh, I don't know if I shared with you my new battery-powered blender, but we will bring that as well because uh, Jenny oh. is also a fan of Margaritaville and Jimmy Buffett, as am I. I and, am a parrot head. Yeah, we, we are. And uh, we we have a battery-powered blender that we, we told people about We need to break in make week. some margaritas with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> Well, thank you again, and we will see you at the campground. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks. Travel safe, guys. Thanks, Jenny. We sure appreciate that information that you shared with us. Yeah, fins up. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Oh, by the way, we have been using my electric drill blender on this trip, and it works pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, when we're done, we are at that FMCA rally. I'm taking it and showing it off. That's right. Time for margaritas. Absolutely. Hey, it's five o'clock somewhere. Somewhere. I think there's a song by that name. But anyway. Somewhere. Well, speaking of five o'clock, that's about dinner time. That is about dinner time. Well, it depends on who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's time to at least light up the fire, pull out the grub sticks, and start to load them up with hot dogs. Ah, yeah. We, uh, We love... The hot dogs on the grub stick. It's a it's a great tool. That's a great accessory for any campfire, or outdoor cookout, or even a barbecue. And uh, it's got our kit came with hot dog stick stickers. Stickers, pokers, pokers. That's what they're called. <laughs> forks, probably oh, forks. Yeah, that's probably what it's called, <laughs> isn't it? I'm a, I'm a real tech uh, diligent type here. <laughs> And so cook the hot dogs, but then you go and get those cans of that dough, that Pillsbury dough. Yep. And there's like a drum you can wrap the dough around and cook that over the campfire and ba-ba-ba-boom. And that makes kind of a little bread basket for your hot dog. Yeah, it's exactly the size to put the hot dog in. And so they call those woofums. And God, they're good. They are so yummy. There is just nothing like food cooked over a campfire. You know, one of the things we use is our barbecue a lot, but also we use our uh, propane campfire because we live in Burnban area and the propane campfire works well and it works really well with a grub stick yeah, so and the barbecue works great i've done the our, our hash brown breakfast sandwiches on the barbecue several times they work really well peggy went to an all-girls camp out was it last week two weeks ago a weeks ago and i wowed all the girls with my breakfast yeah, i think they're <laughs> they're gonna buy themselves some grub sticks yep. and they're gonna get a discount because they're using our coupon code which is on our on partners our page on our website. You can too. We have a discount for you. They've been kind enough to offer a discount for stressless camping listeners. Yep. Well, our last bit of this episode takes us on the road. As we mentioned, we are in Southern California. And if you didn't know, Peggy is actually, her training is in groundwater geology. It is. So she studies rocks, including the ones in my head. <laughs> as part of that, she went to a training in the California city of Riverside. That's right. Which left which your left him unaccompanied completely for a few unsupervised. Hours. And uh, so Riverside will recover. I I promise you. But while I was there wandering about, 
I found a brewery. Of course you did. That's called the Heroes Restaurant and Brewery, and they brew the beer right there, and they have got some great food, too. But That's awesome. I, uh, of course, had to have some IPAs, enjoyed them thoroughly, and yeah, I know, right? Peggy's looks like, yeah, no surprise there. <laughs> uh, th- that was good, and then it was time to, to pick up Peggy, and we went to the Mission Inn, which, God, it is just an incredible place. The Mission Inn started as just a little adobe building. Mission? No, oh. actually it started as a little <laughs> adobe lodging building oh. and grew and grew. And the guy who started it had a real fascination with the missions and history and collected a lot of religious artifacts, including he's a big fan of bells, which is one of the things I love about this place. <laughs> he has the oldest bell in christianity right there and i went oh. i went and looked at it and i should have taken a picture of it you should have because i didn't <laughs> i was fascinated there's a lot of bells there there's a big bell from china that has all the writing around it it's as tall as i am wow. and almost as big around <laughs> there are there's a bell archway there it's just it's so cool and when i back in my entertainment days i did put on events and such I actually worked at the Mission Inn um, a few times, and there's rooms there with big theater pipe organs, and I've been to a bar mitzvah there, and it's it's really an incredible place. It, it really actually is. is a museum, and so you can go and see the artifacts, a lot of religious artifacts. It's uh, listed on the National Register of Historic Places. It's beautiful. So Riverside, I found to be, it's really moved up in the world it is quite the nice walking town lots of little stores lots of private streets and i i just really enjoyed my time while peggy was was working (laughs) or learning i enjoyed my time of goofing off and we both were doing what we're best at (laughs) then we had a terrific meal at the old spaghetti factory and that is if you haven't been to one of those, I mean, if all you want to get is a glass of iced tea, go in and check out one of these places. The The architecture and the decor is so much fun to look at. Most of the booths in the restaurants are made from old, like old antique headboards and footboards from beds. This particular one has a trolley train car right in the middle of the restaurant. Gigantic chandeliers hanging from the ceiling. It's just... A wonder to behold and a delicious lunch. Yeah, and the lunch comes with spumoni if you order the That's full right. lunch. So, And, of course, pasta. We had we had spaghetti, naturally, because, you know, it's on the sign outside. You might as well have it on the <laughs> plate inside. And so met some friends there, and it was just a, a great time and a really unusual, very decorated with a lot of old stuff and i've been to more than one of these spaghetti factories and they're all like that they're all decorated with all these old cool antiques and such so right and the food's really good it is well and that's what we have this week on the stressless camping podcast we want to once again encourage you to subscribe because next week we're going to be talking about the california rv show i'm so looking forward to that yeah that's going to be fun we're going to have videos and we're going to have pictures and and all of that and we'll talk about what we've seen um and then after that we're going to be talking about the family motor coach association so again great reason to subscribe why wouldn't you it's free it's free and that way we'll uh we'll 
be there for you every week. And we invite you to our campfire every week. And yeah. you know how much fun we are to party with. Yeah. And if you don't, well, come on you'll in learn. and sit down because you'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, we always have the information links and pictures and all of that on our website with the podcast so each episode has its own page on our website and it's got photos and notes and and links and all of that stuff so uh, go there when you have a free moment not if you're driving at the moment probably a bad idea but if you're not driving and you're sitting in front of a confuser yeah check out the articles check out the partners page and all those places that you can get discounts to terrific services and products yeah absolutely good idea and then from there you can find us on all the various social places where we live which is facebook and instagram and all of that so thank you so so much for listening our numbers continue to grow and that's really thanks to you so we're always here to answer your questions we have our facebook group and it's growing too a lot of interesting stuff coming there and so Well, we appreciate your being with us here again this week, and happy happy camping! We hope you enjoyed this week's adventure. Time to get out on your own journey, but don't forget to leave the review on your favorite podcast app and visit StresslessCamping.com for photos, stories, an RV calendar, and more. I'm Stressless Camper Larry Richardson wishing you happy camping!